Ready to launch a new career or not sure what to do after graduation? Rumpke is hiring for CDL driving trainees. We pay you to get your CDL license while working for us. Driver trainees receive $18 an hour, great benefits, and Rumpke will pay your CDL costs. Once you're a CDL driver, you can earn $1,000 to $1,300 a week and more than $10,000 in bonuses possible in your first year. Apply today and launch a lucrative career at Rumpke. Apply now at RumpkeCareers.com. Equal opportunity employer. Restrictions apply. Hey everybody, welcome to Saturday Morning Love. Wake up, wake up. You're tuned in to FM Radio. Bringing you some Saturday Morning Love. With Fletcher and Matthews. Fletcher and Matthews. Good morning, good morning, good morning everybody. How you guys doing? I am Matthews and of course that is Fletcher. How you doing, Sharon? I'm doing really good this Saturday morning. <laughs> wake up, wake up. You're tuned in to Man, I'm so excited. This is our first show. It is, it is. I, I didn't sleep. I was so excited about this morning. Saturday morning. And we're going to break everybody off, right, with some some hot topics, some jokes, some laughter. Just uh, keeping people company while they do their chores. Or maybe they're having their coffee with us. Do you think they're having some Blue Mountain coffee with us? <laughs> right now? It'd be oatmeal porridge. It'd be some... <laughs> Come on right? now. Let's, let's right, right, right. We know we ain't doing it politically on this show. We're going to we're, no, sure. we're gonna take it straight yardy style on this show. You know how we're going to do it. <laughs> yes, right. We're giving it to you with a little bit of flavor because, you know, we got our whole Canadian-Jamaican fusion going on. Or from if I'm repping my side of the woods here... I'm doing it Scarborough. We're speaking Scarborough slang, the Scarborough slang that Drake made so popular. But I speak real Scarborough slang. You know what I mean? <laughs> That's right. That's right. And you see from our background, we are fire and ice. Because look, she's going she's gonna to bring you the woman's perspective and I'm going to br- cool it down with the men's perspective because, you know, we have to balance it out, man. Come on now. For real, for real, for real. But we're giving everybody a little bit of both. We're giving, we're mixing it up for them. You know what I mean? <laughs> All right, let's go. We're going to bring you some hot topics back and forth. And this one, Sharon was like, oh, we got to do this one. We got to do this one first. This is, <laughs> I'm like. Okay, so what's percolating? What's popping? Mr. Kevin Samuels used to be an image consultant, and now he's a dating coach. And he is just like blowing up YouTube like crazy. He has women in their feelings. He has men like this is the second coming of Jesus. They All the men, he is liberating all the men. But it's not so much about what he says, because he's actually, his, uh, his advice, right, is specifically for women who want high value men. And the way that he categorizes high value men is by their earning potential. So that's what this is all about. It's not advice for everybody, although everybody's getting in their feelings about it. It's advice for women who specifically want high value men. And he's giving you the straight truth, (laughs) no chaser as to how that could happen. So let's listen. Yeah. But hold on. Before we get into this, I just want to know, I, he's always styling, like he's like on point. So I didn't even know he was an image consultant until you said it, right? So that's that's the first thing. Like even when he's in his own shows, doing his own shows, my man is is styled out. Okay, so I get that part. Pop, but, pocket squares and everything, just popping. You know, like he is like that old school gentleman. But that's what he says is that his his high end clients, right, mm-hmm. that he has to take care of. When he was an image consultant, 
they got their their money right you know they're trying to get their look straight because they want to attract a certain kind of woman and right. so that's how he got to know the mindset of a high value man so he's telling the ladies listen i know what i'm talking about and uh he lets them know in no uncertain terms whether they would qualify for a high value man or not well this is the part i want everybody to listen to because it's not so much about what he says oh, but it's the it's delivery the <laughs> hey listen here just listen to this clip i really just wanted some advice i love you yeah, i'm giving you i'm giving you advice but you're not taking it the I'm advice is ma'am ma'am you're average looking at best. I'm taking it in, but <laughs> hold on. <laughs> no, no. Every time I hear that, no, no, I, no, no. I know I shouldn't laugh. I know I shouldn't laugh, but I know. Hold on. Wow. Hold on. Hold on. Straight up. I really just wanted some advice. I love you. I'm giving you I'm giving you advice, but you're not taking it. The I'm advice is, ma'am, ma'am, you're average looking at best. How can you tell somebody? And just to let people know, if you haven't watched it, they're on Zoom. They're looking at each other, like straight up. So it's not like he's on the phone and he can't see her and he's just saying what he's got to say. He's firstly looking at her dead in her face and saying... Looking right at her. <laughs> right at her. And the buildup to that was he... He does this thing all the time where when women start to get a little testy, right? And they want to argue with him about his points. Right. He goes, okay, then. He, he does the rundown. Ma'am? How old are you? <laughs> and then it's often popping from then, Charles. It's often popping from then because depending on how old you are, there's a certain age bracket where you're in what he calls the danger zone. And then he actually plays these sound effects, which is, they're just the worst, right? <laughs> like a funeral horn, the whole works, right? And so then he he asks you your age, right? So depending on your age, it determines whether you're you're what your sexy meter is and if you're marketable. Mm -hmm. Okay, yeah. how tall are you? All right, you know, you're five feet, <laughs> five, four, whatever. Actually, do it, do it. Maybe give them a little taste. Well, um, the thing is, the thing is, it throws you off because then when the song starts, like this is like the little intro he does and then he, he builds it up, he talks to you nicely. And then, you know what gets him upset though? Is when you ask for the advice and he starts giving the advice and then you start cutting him off. Yeah. Because then he's like, wait, you called me. Why did you call me and then you want to cut me off? You're asking for advice. And when I'm giving you the advice, you don't like it, but you want to cut me off. Because every time I watch it and he's giving someone advice and they go, but no, you don't know what you're talking about. He's like, then when the hell you call me for? <laughs> oh, he's the worst. He's like, what you're not going to do is over talk me on my show and you know what he's kind of right it's his house you have come into his house and he's got all the controls he will mute you he will tell you put you in your place you are not going to over talk me and and most of the times he's talking to millennials um early gen x's so he's older than them he's 52. so he also <laughs> feels like you need to be respectful and yeah. You know, his idea of disrespectful, is it that you're just questioning him or how you're questioning him, right? But yeah, he definitely, he shuts it down. Oh, <laughs> he shuts it right down. There we go. So like a woman like me. Uh-huh. What would you rank yourself on a scale from one to 10? You cannot use seven. Would I rate myself? Mm -hmm, just your face. Um, my face, when I wake up, five, but when I put myself together, six. Okay. And how tall are you? Five, five. Dress size. 
I'm sorry? Your dress size. A three. Okay. So that makes you, if you give yourself a five, that's average. Yes. So average looking women tend not to get high earning men. They tend to get average men. So, um, did you, did you, I mean, stop right there. Stop right there. Stop right there. Breathe and digest. (laughs) That's the part part that I, uh, that's the part. Hold on. (laughs) You remember remember when you had kids and they're eating too fast and you're like, oh, stop, make your food. And then they want to run and go play. And what do you tell them? Stop. Stop. Make make your food digest a little bit first before you go and play. Right. Slow it down. He slows her right down. But talk about just an abrupt hit into reality. Mm -hmm. I mean, for me, right, Kevin, short of telling these women to go play in traffic and just give up on life, like, that's how he's talking to them. To me, like, if I was him, I'd be afraid, like, you're kind of harsh, bro. You're kind of harsh. And he always defends, like, okay, people will say they don't like what he, how he says it, but they can never question or argue with what he says. Right, because right? his points his points to me are true to a certain point, but he doesn't sugarcoat it. Okay, Charles, tell the truth. Tell the truth. So the men them, the man them, they're all excited because Kevin is saying what you all always were thinking and wanted to say, but you know, if you said that to the women, you were getting nothing. Is that what it is? The men are like, it's like they all came out of hiding. They all came out from under a rock, under a bush. They're like, yeah, tell him, Kevin. Tell him for us. But they're still kind of hiding behind him. You know what I mean? <laughs> because we can't, listen, if you're in, all the men know, if you're in a relationship mm-hmm. and you say, oh, good point, Kevin, it done. Don't, yeah. look, don't even try to, you know, don't, but baby, but listen to what he's trying to say. Because the way he's saying it to her, automatically, Women are getting defensive and go, whoa, why is he telling me this? And how is he telling me that? But they're not listening to what he's saying, okay? I'm not saying what he's saying is 100% the way he's delivering it and giving it to them. Mm-hmm. But like anything, like we all said, with a little grain of salt, if we listen to what the women are saying and not be defensive and the men are saying and not be defensive, most times it would get through to us. But right. we're not listening. No one listens and don't have a shield up and don't get offended. You know what right, I mean? Right. Like, okay, I'm going to ask you. Your man comes and tells you, ah, you know, sometimes, baby, average at best. <laughs> I'd be like, oh, you and Kevin are going to sleep t- and keep each other warm tonight on the couch. Yeah, you you, you go to Kevin. Since he knows so much, <laughs> you cuddle with Kevin tonight. That's what you do. Hey. You YouTube and Kevin. <laughs> That right there, that was it right there. Oh, right. see, you just trust me. And it's like, oh, if I'm average, then please, by all means, go out there and find better. Go out there and find better, but I know you can't. Oh, <laughs> goodness. You know what is another thing, too? I was thinking about it while I was in the shower where all good thinking happens. <laughs> is the word average is what's really putting people off. And I thought about what is so horrible about the word average? Kevin is not saying that if you are average looking person that you could have nobody. Mm-hmm. He's saying average looking women don't attract high earning men. Okay. Generally. 
right? There could be some exceptions to the rules, but generally, because he wants people to know that each person that thinks they're the exception, you are not the exception. You are the rule, right? Mm -hmm. Well, what's wrong with average? What's wrong with, I mean, average is I get up, I go to work, mm -hmm. I handle my business, I pay my bills, right? Maybe my credit score is all right, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So why is average? Average is not bad. He's not think, saying okay. below average. You no. know what I mean? But what here here's the main point and it's uh, how am I going to put this without getting uh, okay either way I put it the men them on one side the women them on the other side and I, we don't care I'm not listen I don't care don't <laughs> just yeah deal it deal okay. it out so when a man gets to a certain level right mm -hmm. and he sees like you know he's he's doing his thing and everything's going right and you know he's he's becoming famous and he's getting the cars and business going right and people are starting to watch him Mm-hmm. Well, I think what Kevin's saying is the men straight up look for eye candy. Yeah. Or something on so when they walk into the room, they go, Oh my goodness, look at his girl. Right? He's got the car, he's got the flash, he's got everything. But here's the point though. After a while, and this is my opinion, mm -hmm. when men get certain certain level and gets successful, some of them yeah. they realize that eye candy is not holding me down. No, sir. And then they look for somebody <laughs> and then they look for somebody natural. So average at best doesn't mean average to best to me. You got to be, you just have to have to, you have to put yourself together. That's all I'm thinking. Put mm -hmm. yourself together. Right. Make sure you have yours and then you won't be at the average at best because you are over the scale. Hmm. Okay. Because so. Kevin, yes, because that's the thing. He's saying if you see this high earning, high value guy and his woman looks average, it's because he had her when he was on the come up. Right. He's like, but if you look at who celebrities and athletes, when they divorce, who are they marrying? What does she look like? Kind right. of thing. And the right. other thing that he talks about, which I think is really interesting, um, especially for like, uh, I guess what we call millennials and whatever the generation is under that, been sold this idea that you know the better educated you are and all of that and education is great and being career-minded is great but all he's saying is the high earning man has already made enough money that he's not concerned about how much money a woman makes so the woman has to reevaluate that if she's going for that kind of guy that you know how much money and education you have is important to you that's not important to him and his point that i take from him is we're not even looking as women into what that man wants. Like, how can you say you know what he wants and you don't really understand how his mind works? And for me personally, what I realize is I've been really reevaluating. Do I even want this, you know, exorbitant high value man? I'm talking people in the one percentile, right? Mm -hmm. I'm not talking about just a, you know, upper middle class. We're talking multimillionaires and billionaires. Um, that A-type personality, not so easy, eh? So these women think that they want these high-earning, high-performing men. They That personality type is not easy. You are spending most of your life catering to their ego and petting and powdering that ego. And if you got time for that, you want to sign up for that in exchange for getting to work out all day and be a socialite, then sure. But just know it comes with some sort of exchange. And I don't know if I have the patience to pet and powder and groom a man's ego that much. Well, listen, all I got to say to him is, Oh, my God. <laughs>
right. All right. So let's let's roll into the next topic because I think that's a good segue into the next one because okay, so if you don't have the best stature credit you know you sent me this other one and i thought to myself okay this kind of rolls into it then maybe this is what he's talking about right right? so set it up for me while i get it ready okay so there's this great show called black love that i stumbled on uh in facebook Mm -hmm. Uh, it's a series on own network so oprah's network she's really stepped up her game in the quality of shows so it's different celebrity couples talking about how they got together their trials their tribulations and this one is ms viola um, Davis, yeah, right, award winning Viola Davis, and she's talking about when she first met her booth. All right, had bad credit when we met, you know, so I was, you know, I had a credit score of 500 and something, and I was that's why I didn't call him for a month. I was so nervous until I finally told him, I sat him down, I said, Julius, I got the I got some news for, I just have to, I've been keeping it from you. And he was like, <laughs> oh, okay, okay, what is, what is it? And I said, Julius, I have bad credit. <laughs> he said, I knew your black ass had bad credit from the moment I met you. But that's all right. I got good credit. We can use up my credit. That's okay. Aww. All right. Yes. Okay. So there you go. Uh, one, one scale to the other scale. Right, right, right. Uh, one's talking about, you know, we ain't looking for this and you got to make sure this. And then the other scale is love you so much. Okay, you got bad credit. You know, let's work it out. Let's see what we can do together. Let's fix this thing. We'll we'll go in together. So well, you know, think? I guess this goes to Kevin's point that men don't really care about a woman's financial status because she tells him, oh, I have this thing to tell you. And I wonder, like, at what point of their dating did she even feel the need to tell him this? Because I never tell people my credit score. You know what I mean? That never, that is not dinner conversation. Ooh, baby. Ooh, what are we going to do later? Wow, let me tell you. <laughs> we're going to check up my FICO score. Like, you know what I mean? I don't know why that came up. Maybe they were starting to talk about marriage. But um, reverse that. Mm-hmm. You tell a woman. Your credit score is bad. That's a whole. Hold on. on. See, see, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna go. Listen, listen. You can do it. I'm diving right into this. Okay. (laughs) Get into it. Get into it. You see, you went, and I was gonna bring this up. A woman tells a man the score. They're like, okay, all right, you know, some we can, we can work it out. All right, let's see. You know, I really like you. She, you know, I think she'd be a great mom for my kids. Okay, she's a mellow credit score. We can work it out. Now, a man goes and tells a woman, um. My credit score ain't that great. I, I, you know, I'm trying. I'm coming up. I'm living with my mom still, or her house. We're sharing. You know, whatever. <laughs> or I'm coming up. I just, you know, I'm starting a new business. It just, it just came off the ground. I'm starting up a new business. The first thing a woman does is she looks him dead in the face. In the back of her mind, she's thinking, <laughs> like it ain't happening. That can go on. See what's going on there? <laughs> well, no, no. You know what? Most women, and, mm-hmm. I, and I guess it depends on where you meet the person in their life. Okay. In my 20s, I bought into this whole ride or die, stand by your man, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. But you know what happened? You stand by your man and ride or die with him. And then when he elevates, like Kevin says, his eye, he starts feeling himself and his eyes get big. And then he wants another woman. Mm-hmm. So then it's like, 
I wasted my good years, my marketable years, holding this guy down, bad credit and all, and he's giving me bun and cheese in the day. I don't need these problems. Hey. You know what I mean? Give hey. me a good slice of bun and cheese. I like I like bun and cheese. <laughs> How many times over? You know what I mean? So that's what women have a problem with. Now you get into your 30s, you get into your 40s, and you're smarter. Mm-hmm. And by this time, you've had some time in the work workforce and stuff. So it's only one of two things if a man's credit score is not doing well, he's recovering from divorce. Mm-hmm. Or he was just horrible. Like now he's established in his bad financial habits. And we're about to look into retirement. We're looking into the sunset of retirement. I don't want to be a Walmart greeter. Mm-mm. No. And so that's very unsexy to me. We might not get through dinner. Uh, we might just have athies uh, and peace. I don't know. Can you afford dinner? Can we get to dessert? <laughs> Am I doing it for us women? Hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm, I, I gotta hold it down to this part. Okay, hold on. <laughs> so, how do you flip side it then? How do you flip side it where we're holding you down? Right. Where you know, like you said, the credit score wasn't all that great. You're coming into the situation, and we're holding you down. And then all of a sudden, now we're holding you down, and you're like, "Oh, I want this. I gotta have this. I gotta have this. I gotta have that." I, I was with you from the beginning and holding you down, and and then when we become rich or something, and I'm I'm only talking about the divorce. Right, I'm right. Lit. And you go, oh, I gotta have this, I gotta have this, I gotta have my lifestyle. Yes. Yep. Because women generally tend to be more loyal in terms of fidelity, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and a woman's value, what she brings into a man's life, there's statistics that show that married men tend to fare better in the workplace, they get promotions because we create a groundedness. We create um, balance and peace. And we're taking care of everything in the home. So the only thing that the man has to focus on, and this is you know, if people are doing traditional roles here, that the only thing the man has to do is focus on is work because he doesn't have to worry about the things happening in the home, the children. We got you. You're covered. What price tag can you put on that? I would love to have a wife take care of my kid and clean my house and cook my food. And I only had to focus, then I would do amazing at work too. Right. But when I come home from my nine to five as an average person, right. I also take on the second job, which in in my opinion is the bigger job, which is taking care of home. You see what I'm saying? So I often find out the hard way that all IPAs are not created equal. Some are hot bombs that forget about flavor. Others only taste good if you drink them with a heavy meal. Fortunately, Founders Brewing Company has found a way to enjoy an IPA anytime and at any occasion with their all-day IPA. You can taste the hops, of course, but it's the complex array of malts and grains that make all-day IPA a beer that will grab your attention. Whether you're relaxing after a long day at work or hanging outside with your friends, all-day IPA will become one of your favorites. It's one reason why Founders is in the top 10 of the nation's craft breweries and a staple in my fridge. When you taste all-day IPA, you'll understand how they got there. Look for Founders in your favorite beer store or check out their full line of beer and now hard seltzers, too, at foundersbrewing.com. Founders Brewing Company, born and brewed in Michigan since 1997. A man doesn't have as much to lose holding down a woman financially, I don't think, because what she's bringing into his life is so intangible but he just knows it's helping his life improve and be better. 
Okay, so then let me ask you this straight up then. What happened to those like those stars that you see mm-hmm. and they get divorced and then he's giving her so much money and then she says, Well, I need extra because of my lifestyle. I'm used to this lifestyle, so now you gotta pay me for this lifestyle. Hold on. She's supposed to do her nails and being cute. You know what? She is 10 <laughs> years, 15 years older now. Now she gotta compete with these 20-year-old girls. Hold on. You just said. You know, she was holding it down. I, I trust that. So I'm giving you enough money because, uh, you, like you said, the value, I think, yeah, the value that you brought to the table was tremendous. So here's the value that you brought to the table. I'm not giving you value for the table plus. Oh, no, no. But you know what? Now she's older. Women are not age. They, the, the expression is not that women age like fine wine. It's that men age like fine wine. Women get older. They got to compete with younger women so that they can have a partner again. So she has to keep herself up. She has to stay cute. So because he's going to leave her and get a newer, improved, you know, 10, 15, 20 younger year old, younger model. Mm-hmm. And what she's supposed to do, just shrivel up and die. Now she can't do her hair. Now she can't keep up her skin. You know, she can't start getting wrinkles and cellulite. <laughs> so hold on. So you're telling me it's the settlement plus keep up. Is that what you're saying? It is accrued interest <laughs> over the years. What I would have made had my life been different. It's accrued interest. Oh, no. Deflation. Bread used to cost 75 cents. In 2021, what does bread cost you? Almost $5, depending on the kind of bread you want. It's the cost of living. We're keeping up with inflation. <laughs> okay. okay, listen, men. If you're listening, put it in the chat, put it in the comments, leave a note. I want to know. I believe, and this is me, and I'm asking all the men out there and the ladies, I believe when a man and woman get divorced, you know, pay uh-huh. up. Like, you know, split it down the middle. Don't fight and argue. Don't listen. Oh, what he said, she said, I want this, I want this. Just split it down the middle. Because, yeah, like you said, you held me down when I was coming up. You support me when I was running out there. You held down the kids. The kids are beautiful, smart kids. I got two beautiful young kids, blah, blah, blah. But when you get to that now, okay, I need to keep up my lifestyle. Then I then why can't I go back and say, you're right. But I'm going to take back half of that lifestyle money because guess what? I need to keep up with my lifestyle. I need to go out and make more money so I can keep giving you the divorce money. I need to make I need to have more money so I can go out and, and buy more stuff so I can give you more divorce money. Well, real talk, this isn't the conversation that's happening with average folks, right? No, this is not average people problems. These are multimillionaire billionaire problems. You know what I mean? For the most part, you know, middle class, upper middle class, they're pretty reasonable in these things. In fact, they're trying to get their divorce over quickly so they're not giving too much money to these lawyers. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, but this is like, yeah, this is like first world celebrity problems. Listen, when they when they get divorced and then they say, oh, she asked for an extra how many for lifestyle? I was like, lifestyle. I was like, okay, I get it. But then if that's the case, shouldn't I get some money back from my lifestyle? Because I need to make that money to give back to you. So my lifestyle's gotta be a certain level too, so I can make more money to give to you in a divorce. Most likely she's gonna still be looking after children if there's children, right? And running a household. So you don't want your children's quality of life to change so drastically during all the change. Okay, I get that. But I'm talking about the ones that have teenagers and big grown kids that's gone to college and they go, oh, 
and I need lifestyle money. We need lifestyle money. The pit me growing. Listen, listen. The kids not come home and eat. Listen, don't get me started on that part. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, but you know what? That whole credit score thing. I think it's um, it's an interesting conversation because. If you're like most of us, you're of a certain age and maybe you're getting back into the dating market. If you're, you know, trying to find love in this, was it the twilight years? What do they call it? This second chapter of life 30 and up. That's something to think about because when I was 19, 20, even 27, it was like, is he cute? And does he think I'm amazing? And is he going goo goo gaga over me? And that was pretty much the criteria. And of course, he had to have a job and holding down a job, but you know what I mean? But um, now, after having some life experience, okay, yeah, but that's different. Nothing yeah. going on but the rent. Yeah. Remember no. that song? Got to have yeah. a job if you wanna be with me. Because <laughs> for us, it's the same thing. You know, we went to the clubs back in the day. <clears throat> you know, music started, and it's about eleven thirty, quarter to twelve. Yeah, all the ladies start coming in because it's gonna the free the. Three before 12 is going to end soon. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> okay. So all the men is at the bar and we're just looking, we're looking, we're looking. And then we're like, and the winner is that one. <laughs> That's the one right there. That's the one you want. Yeah, listen, we don't even know what if she drove there. She could have took the bus for all we know. We don't know who she is, what she is. But when she came into the club, Looking good with the pumps on, hair did, everything looked nice. You know, we all know the dress size was one size too small. The Spanx is underneath squeezing everything in. What? She's not going to sit down for too long. She's just holding her breath all night and sipping that drink ever so cute. (laughs) (laughs) And all we thought was, yeah, that's the one. Until, like you said, we got older and we're like, "Mm -mm." (laughs) mm-mm. Well, you guys get older and you're looking at younger the ones. Well, it depends. Younger the ones smarter or older the ones more mature. So that leads to the other thing we were talking about. um, So I'm still in that whole dating game, believe it or not. And interestingly enough, you know, I'm talking to guys anywhere between 45 and let's say 55. And what's been surprising me is these men in their 50s talking about they would still want to have kids. You're half a century old. What are you saying to me? You know what I mean? And most of the time, they've had children. I have, you know, my child is grown. I'm thinking, giddy up, our kids are grown. We have the opportunity to like, have the best longest sleepover ever. Like if we choose each other, it's, you know, nice fun dinners, um, you know, going out, having fun. Sometimes we stay home, but we can sleep in if we want to sleep in. Ain't nobody pulling at our big toe at the end of the bed saying I'm hungry. Nobody busting in the room. We can have all this spontaneous sex, morning sex, lunch, even though you never really do that. But just the idea that you could if you want to, and you are trying to pitch to me over my nice medium rare steak and about to upset my digestive system about babies. Yeah. Come on now. That's what they want. They want the family. He's 50. When that child starts school, you'll barely be able to run behind that little person 
just chasing around the house. And you know, I don't know if you know this, but when you have a child, you don't sleep in ever for about 18 years. Okay. 18 years. All right. We're, let's 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 flip the script then. Since our mm-hmm. whole show was talking about the rich, the difference between the rich and the poor and divorcing and this and that. Right. Here's a here's a scenario, okay? Okay. He wants to have a child with you at your status now. And he wants to have a child with you uh, after tonight when you won Lotto 649 and you got 9 million. Oh, oh, oh. Okay. Okay. Status now, do you have a kid? Hell to the nah, nah, nah. No. <laughs> status tonight after you win the 9 million. Oh, you know what we could do? We can get the eggs extracted, right? We could see Dr. Uh, in vitro. Right? Yeah, can I get an amen? And we can have a surrogate all Kim Kardashian West style. We can have somebody else get the stretch marks and get bloated ankles and can carry our triplets. We can have as many babies up in somebody else's oven as you'd like. There you go. I, do you know what, you know, snapback game as you get older is not the same. Right? That's the difference. I feel if you got the money and you want to have kids at a 50, Go right ahead. I don't have to run after the kid. I'd be like, yo, James, run after the kid. (laughs) (laughs) You know what the problem is? Janet Jackson had a baby at 50. Halle Mm -hmm. Berry had a baby, I think, at 52. Um, Kenya Moore, beautiful Kenya Moore from Housewives of Atlanta, had her baby, 49.50. that is not the norm. Yes, black girl magic. Yes, mel- melanin, and we age a little different. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes, but there's still yeah. it real talk risks to that. And if you want to have kids, ideally do them younger, because what these what they don't put in these like you know um, gossip magazines or on TMZ is most likely those women could have frozen their eggs when they were 35 or 40, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, Sometimes they're not the ones carrying their own kids uh, all the way. And and it's very risky for the health of the woman, for the health of the baby. Most likely the child could have, you know, developmental challenges. Like it's, Mm -hmm. it is really a crapshoot to do something like that. And then only people who have never had children romanticize this crazy notion of having a baby at 40 something or 50 after you've got your career out of the way. But real talk, like, you don't, that child never wants to sleep. Um, they, they require a lot mentally, emotionally, physically. Even if you have money, you still need to spend time with that child, and your life is just not your own, this especially for the women. Okay, let's go. Your life's not your own. No, backtrack, backtrack. Come on now. Sure. When you have the money, okay, you're spending time and you have enough energy because. Oh, the baby needs a bottle. You're not getting up to get the bottle. The nanny? Exactly. Oh, the baby's toy, they need to play catch. Are you playing catch or the nanny playing catch? But you see, that's the crazy thing. Because if, see, that's why I think these men like the idea of the family, but they don't really want to pull up their sleeves and get into it. They're not changing no diaper at two, three o'clock in the morning. You know what I mean? Because. Hold on. I got nine million. What am I changing diaper for? (laughs) That's your pick me. That's your pick me. Get up, wake up, and change your child's diaper. You know what I mean? So listen, when you have the living, see, this is what I'm saying. When you have the living nannies, isn't that what they're all doing? 
Yeah, I mean, and I think like okay, let's be let's be real now. Do you think Janet Jackson got up at four o'clock in the morning to go change yeah, diapers? She got some help. I think she got some help. Okay. I think even Beyonce and Jay Z when they go on tour, I think they got like a nanny for each child. Of course, um, that kind of thing. Yeah. But um, I think the whole point of children too is to enjoy them, mm. you know, and some of that bonding does happen over waking up at wee hours of the morning because they got a fever and you got to, you know, cuddle them and all of that. I think that, um, and, and what I think happens with these men too is that they were on their grind and building their career. So even though they had kids, they didn't really get to be fully in it. Right. So they like another chance at yep. that. Mm-hmm. So if the dating game ain't hard enough, now I'm meeting these men that are mature enough to want commitment, but we're still at an impasse because you want to have babies now. I want, you know, my, I'm still young enough to have fun and be fancy free. I want to be swing off the chandeliers. I want to, you know, I want that life. I want to go out for dinners and wear a cute dress. And you want to tie me down with a little baby and give me more stretch marks. I, thought, I, I don't understand who thinks that that's appealing. <laughs> you got, listen, you got 9 million. What's two stretch marks where you can just go see Dr. So-and-so and rub them out or go see Dr. Surgery. and. Well, you know what? It's like Kevin Samuel says that um, high-earning people recognize that marriage is a partnership. The couple is a brand. And so you know what? If I do get this high-earning man and uh-huh. we want to go put our, you know, eggs that are fertilized into um, Anna Mae over there who just came up and is trying to get her green card or what have you or her visa, <laughs> right? We want to help her out and she's healthy and young and she could carry the babies fine. Or if I'm going to do it, then what needs to be built in, in our um, arrangement, uh-huh. is I get a tummy tuck and I get a breast lift. We can have all the babies you want. Well, you and as a personal trainer. Hold on. Where are you getting a tummy tuck and stuff when you froze your eggs and stuff? Tummy tuck. Uh, no, because you freeze your eggs, but they can, they put it back in you. They put like, you know, like an oven. They just put it back in you. <laughs> And then it all <laughs> she says, put back in the oven like she's put it back in the oven. Like she's making Pillsbury Doughboy kids. Take it out, of, take it out. <laughs> they literally got to take it out of the freezer. I think it thaws at room temperature. Don't try this at home, folks. You gotta have like a real doctor. And then you strap up, you lay back and strap the legs up in the air and you put oh, it in remember, there. And I think you remember we said up in the ceiling and wait for it all to happen. Remember all we time. said Remember, we said you ain't doing that. You had the secu- uh, surrogate. Yeah. So if he's if he's all like old school and it's like, no, you don't mm-hmm. have my babies. <laughs> Fine. <laughs> but I want a tummy tuck. Okay. So if, you, so if you're if you're going back, so when the, to tuck it back in the place. Basically, when the baby comes out, mm-hmm. then there's another set of doctors that's coming back in to yeah. fix you fix you up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then it's like, put me back under, Scotty. Just like <laughs> knock me right out. It's like, oh, so cute. Look at that Pearl and Carlene, Merlene, Jocelyn. So happy. Give them to their papa and knock me back out. And let's get to some tucking and nipping and tucking. It's like, you ever watch that TV show, Six Million Dollar Man? We can yeah. make it happen. <laughs> we can change it. We can do it. it was tough. Oh we have the technology. We have the technology. All right, listen. Little side note before we get out of here. I want you to listen back to the show. Because when Uh you, when I don't know if you heard yourself, when you're running through the names, (laughs) 
You said Vaseline. How'd you get? No, Jocelyn, Merlin. Did it sound like Vaseline? (laughs) (laughs) All right, people, listen. If you're listening to the show and you hear it, Make sure you, you you leave it in the comments that you heard it. I think I don't know. If I, listen, she was running through some names and she said Vaseline or Vaseline. I, I, I was making names up. <laughs> I was making up some of those typical, you know, Caribbean names that you hear. Listen, let us know if you love our show. You know, we're going to bring you some hot topics and we're going to discuss this more uh, on just like how what we do. You're listening to FM radio with Fletcher and Matthews. We're bringing you the fire and ice. Listen. Oh, yeah. oh, we want to end off with an attitude of gratitude. There you go. So here right? we go. Check us out on our IG. And you can share it with everybody else and share it with everybody and let them know you're listening to Fletcher and Matthews. All right. Attitude and gratitude. What are you saying? Okay. So what do we got to be? Because, you know, we are living in some challenging times, but we still want to see and find things that we can be grateful for. That's what, you know, you inspired me, Charles, with this whole, let's get kick off everybody's Saturday morning off, right? Those great childhood memories. Explain, explain the childhood memories about how... Um, the, the whole thing of this show is what we want to do is bring you some love. Like on Saturdays, you know, we're living in this world with all the negativity and this and that, and I don't have to go through it. You know how yeah. it is. But I remember on Saturday mornings, you know, Mm -hmm. as a kid growing up in your family, you know, the parents were running out doing chores in the backyard, grocery, your mom's cleaning, cooking. You had music going on. Saturday morning cartoons for us, man. You know, wake up early. The kids are watching Smurfs. You know what I mean? Oh, like, come on, the good cartoons. I don't know what they're watching now, but the good ones. So all I wanted to do is just bring back some some love. And that's what we want to bring you on a Saturday morning, some love. So that if you have, you have a, a, a memory or a gratitude or something that you want to just put it in, we want to hear from you. We just want to hear like a memory of yours. So my memory, like I said, would be waking up early Saturday. Like I can't even wake up for school on time. Right. <laughs> but my body just woke up for Saturday and I would sit in front of the TV and then turn it on quietly. You know, do you remember when you have to go and then you try to click? So creep, the, creep it. Click it so the volume doesn't wake up your parents. And yeah. then I turn it real low, and then to hear it properly, pull the chair all the way. Scooch up, scooch up, scooch up. <laughs> as close as I can get, so they don't hear it and watch all the cartoons. Before Take- you have to do your chores. Come on now. Right. Listen. So I'm just grateful for for those memories and my cartoons. And I'm a big grown ass man, but guess what? If I see Smurfs running across the TV, I'm gonna turn it on. I'm gonna watch some Smurfs, some GI Joe, Thundercats. I lived for Smurfette. She was the only girl, gang gang, running things with all the Smurfs. Smurfette was my girl. There you go. So I'm just gratitude for the you know the memories and stuff that we can do. So what about? And you? I love this vibe and this energy that we're creating for folks on their Saturday morning. So when they're out running and doing their groceries, or if they're getting ready to vacuum, mop, sweep, swifter, whatever it is that they're doing, they can listen to us. It's all PG for the most part. <laughs> you could listen while you're doing your chores and getting your Saturday off right. So my attitude of gratitude is around. It's Mother's Day tomorrow. Woo, woo. We're celebrating men <laughs> and our moms, aunties, people who may not have birthed a child, but have been that mother figure for people, right? So we're celebrating the moms. Shout out to all the moms. You know, you deserve 
all the love, all the all the respect, all the money. <laughs> you deserve the bag. You deserve it all. Shout out to all the mommies and shout out to me. Yay! It's our day tomorrow. There I'm grateful that I, I had the um, pleasure of that experience of having a child, giving birth, and having somebody to love. And I appreciate that my body did snap back after over 20 years. And I ain't doing it again. I'll be a grandmother and send those kids back to their parents. <laughs> Listen, to all, to all the moms out there, we want to give you just a big... And to Sharon for <laughs> say it, Charles. You say it. <laughs> and to you, Sharon, for bouncing back. There you go. <laughs> it took almost over twenty years, but I bounced back. <laughs> All right, people, love you. Love the show. Let us know how you feel. We'll see you next time. Thanks for listening. Bye for now. Saturday morning love. <laughs> wake up, wake up. You're tuned in to FM Radio. Bringing you some Saturday morning love. With Fletcher and Matthew. Rumkey is hiring CDL drivers age 19 and up, and drivers are paid based on experience. Rumkey CDL drivers earn $1,000 to $1,300 per week and more than $10,000 in bonuses possible in their first year. Rumkey drivers are home daily, work in a recession-resistant industry, receive great benefits and performance incentives. Start a lucrative career and apply now at rumkeycareers.com. Equal opportunity employer restrictions apply. Founders Brewing Company has found a way to make an IPA you can enjoy anytime that's perfect for any occasion with their all-day IPA. At 4.7 ABV, you can still taste the hops, of course, but it's the complex array of malts and grains that make all-day IPA a beer that will grab your attention. That full flavor and low ABV is what continues to make it a staple in my fridge. Look for Founders in your favorite beer store or check out their full line of beer at foundersbrewing.com. Founders Brewing Company, born and brewed in Michigan since 1997.